Gothic Retrospective, the podcast where we dredge up old fanfiction and expose it to the cold, harsh light of 2022. My name's Amato, he, him, and with me are... Tori, they, them. Candela, she, her. But you know, how many years we've been doing this, you two? Like three? Four? Yeah. Four. Years and years, and, you know, the old fanfiction is still out there. I think I'm slowing down. I think I might need to find some sort of young protege. Mm-hmm to take up this mantle and discuss old fan fiction. Well, I don't think you're going to finally take that step until you get desperate enough to record podcasts with a gun. So (laughs) (laughs) That will be the turning point. Exactly. Oh, man. Uh, Anyway, I I mean, also, we haven't been doing it for that long. Um, I guess guess what we need to find is like people who have some sort of broadly similar background that could drive them to review old fan fiction, talk mm-hmm. about old fan fiction the same way. And it's getting harder to find young people who grew up in like the 90s internet. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> well, we might need to engineer it as some sort of like government, <laughs> um, you know, s- super secret action. Now I think you're going towards villain. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the thing is, I, I've barely <laughs> seen any Batman Beyond, okay? Right. But I did watch all of Justice League Unlimited mm-hmm. back in college. And they have a backdoor like epilogue to Batman Beyond at the end of like the second season of Justice League Unlimited. Oh, mm-hmm. they do. Yeah, they I've do. Heard, heard about that. I haven't seen. Oh, it. I missed I'm, that. I'm the opposite. I've seen all of Batman Beyond. Haven't seen any Justice League Unlimited. Yeah, I mean, Justice League Unlimited is good. But the thing is, my understanding is Batman Beyond is also good. Yeah, Batman mm-hmm. Beyond is really good. <laughs> I just finished my rewatch, including uh, Return of the Joker, which is the I, I have movie. seen that. Yes. Yeah. I've seen a little Batman Beyond. Mm-hmm. I've seen that. I've seen. Uh, the first episode, you know, yeah, the, the most important parts, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I mean, actually, I was going to recommend that if you watched anything, watch uh, Return of the Joker. Yeah, so. I think that's a good one. Also, the one where um, you find out Bruce Wayne calls himself Batman in his head. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that one. Like that episode, even though there were so many episodes I didn't remember, mm-hmm. like the Zeta ones, <laughs> spin off the Zeta project, whatever. I watched that. Yeah. Know? I remember it now, but that episode I remembered like almost word for word just because of that ending line. Mm-hmm. Well, Della, I, since you bring that up, I will thank you to use Batman's preferred name when referring to Batman. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, Batman has a lot of things going on in his like personal life and, you know, whatever. Anyway. Yeah, well, well, but we need to... <laughs> personal life. We need to distinguish between... Batman the person and Batman the the profession. That's true. <laughs> right. Batman the occupation. Right. Well, because Terry McGinnis is Batman in Batman Beyond. Yeah. But, right. And usually Bruce is referred to as Bruce. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Though I guess it's fair to say that he calls himself Batman, so that's what we should call him. But then it just gets confused. Let's just call him the old man. I think that's a compromise. <laughs> old Batman. Agree on. We call him old Batman. Old Batman and Batman Beyond. <laughs> I think we should back up a moment. <laughs> what is our backgrounds with, I guess, the DC animated universe, huh? Mm. The whole DC animated universe. Um, I mean, Batman Beyond specifically, I guess. Well, no, I, I think it's informative. Uh, when I was a kid, the first show I really remember liking, like in um, kindergarten on, was Batman the Animated Series. Right. That was my jam. That was my jelly. <laughs> <laughs> that was my after school activity. I had some toys and everything. And it's just nice to have one of those franchises that you can go back to when you're older and have it not be horrible and problematic, <laughs> but yeah. still be uh, really artistically interesting, especially because like they do all their stuff on the black backgrounds. It's such a and like, the, like the 1950s 
like New York look was so interesting. Well, I mean, you mentioned when you're older and I mean, uh, absolutely, that makes sense from like a now perspective. Mm -hmm. But also the DCIU just kept going. Like it, kept it going. was going for a long time. Like, yeah. We were in college and it's like there's still more DC animated universe. Like I, I like to think like, I oh, no, I, I didn't watch that much. Well, I did watch, you know, all of uh, Batman, the animated series, mm -hmm. also Batman Beyond. Mm -hmm. Um, Static Shock, also some, mm -hmm. of, oh, some of the Superman stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, all the like the Zeta Project, also that was the Zeta mentioned. Project. I completely forgot about that. But yeah, no, same. I was no watching all that stuff that was yeah. as it was because it was like Saturday morning cartoons. Static Shock was pretty good, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. I like. I never watched Batman the animated series regularly, but it stands out in my mind so much. I have no idea how old I was when I was watching this thing. But like, for example, just watching the episode Baby Doll from like Batman the Animated Series. That's the one with the child actor who like does not grow any older. Mm -hmm. And like, oh, you know, yeah. machine guns in a house of mirrors become involved in the climax. And like, as a kid, I was like, holy shit, what am I watching? Like, oh, yeah. this was nothing like anything else you could watch on the cartoons as a child. No, I think like we've talked about like a, an episode that sticks in both of our memories is like, um, almost got him. Oh yeah, yeah, that <laughs> yeah. <one> too. <laughs> Where they a bunch of villains sitting around the table discussing how they almost got Batman. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a fun little like it's one of the best clip show bottle episodes I've seen. I think <laughs> there's those episodes that like everyone remembers, like that and Harley and Ivy, and you know mm -hmm. all these things. And you know, like yeah, there's so many like good structures that yeah we just didn't get as much of that when we were kids. Like we weren't exposed as much to just well structured media storytelling, well, good storytelling. You know, solid animation. I mean, Batman Beyond had some pretty like dark uh, plot lines. Like there was more death in it that I remembered. Well, the the problem was at the time you had to catch it on TV. We couldn't, mm -hmm. as a serialized drama, we couldn't get the whole context unless like. You what, bought all 20 VHS tapes? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would surprise me if they actually covered the whole series on VHS tapes at all anyway. Yeah. Because that wasn't really the style of the day. No. It was more like, here's a tape. It has two episodes. You will take it and like it. I think I had a Power Rangers tape that had three. Oh, I remember the Power oh. I remember the Power Rangers tapes for like the Green with Evil series. And they each had one. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was like, that, I right. want them, but I just... Even as a child, I cannot justify this. I remember getting like a six VHS set of like Pokemon and it was like 12 episodes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I had a Power Rangers VHS with just one episode and it was the one with the pig monster that oh, eats everything. Good episode. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I, I, I say good. I should say that's an episode I remember. Yeah. I think I also had that tape yeah. at some point. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But I, I did go back later. Um, after you know, digital media came out and rewatched all of Batman uh, Beyond at some point, um, and I've been trying to rewatch Batman the Animated Series. I, I I have a plan to go through all of DCAU in uh, chronological order. <laughs> I think it's a good plan. It's a, it's, a, oh, it's a long term project I can do and drop when I want to. Super because like so I after I finished Batman Beyond on on HBO Max, I started getting recommended every <laughs> new Batman movie they've been making, animated movie. Mm -hmm. They're all really good. Like they did the Killing Joke. They did uh, Dark Knight Returns. They did uh, Under the Red Hood. Like they did all of this stuff, and they did it well. But it's like a full rabbit hole because I <laughs> keep recommending. Here's another one. Here's another one. Here's another one. And then I watch the Harley Quinn series, which is funny. I, I will say it's funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm current on that. I'd, I'd say that's fair. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like I can't recommend it to people because I don't think it's like that good but i enjoy watching it mm -hmm. it's like 
Yeah. Well, what would it be like trash TV? You like? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's some parts that are real. I mean, the animation in general is pretty good. There's some parts that are really well animated, like when they go inside people's minds and stuff. Yeah. But like, yeah, a lot of it is there's sort of like jokes for adults. Uh, like, I don't know, like an animation. Yeah. Round <laughs> yeah. Some of it's not as subtle as it could be, but there are mm-hmm. also some fun jokes in there. Like, well, as someone that like has a toe in the fan fiction world, it's interesting to see like new characterizations of these major characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like taking to a comedic bent, like the, the Bane on that show is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is like he looks like DCAU Bane. Sounds like the uh, the movie Bane. <laughs> But his personality is just a, a weird guy. <laughs> yeah, he's a whole arc about getting really upset that uh, Harley and Ivy didn't get married, and so well, it, he uh, gave them a pasta. Maker. Gave him a pasta maker <laughs> for the wedding. He never got it back. Yeah, that's great. There was yeah. a whole like B B or C story revenge arc through Look, several episodes. I mentioned those episodes that people remember from Batman the animated series. You know, to be to to stay continue to continue being completely off topic. Mm-hmm. And like everyone remembers almost got him. Everyone remembers Harley and Ivy. It like instills this love of villains just kind of hanging out or having weird like inter-social mm-hmm. relationships, mm-hmm. like separate from actually doing villainy, that I think stays with me forever. And like when we when we read some um Bat Cat, what, what was the name of the series? When we read some Oh Cat yeah. Woman? Cat Tales. Cat Tales. Woo. It, right. <laughs> it's like I mean, in just the very first story, just the fact that, like, you know, I forget who's even talking to Selena, like, I don't know, Two-Face <laughs> or something about her reputation. It's just like, look, you're losing your street cred. And it's like, that's, it's just like as a friend calling up another friend or that kind of thing. It's, right. it's all just so great. I mean, you have to divorce yourself mentally from the idea that these are people who kill people and do terrible things. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I can actually do that. I, I can divorce myself mentally from that. <laughs> you know. It's a skill I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's something that the reason people love villains so much, right? And the reason that we have these stories about villains. I will say one thing to stay off topic that the Harley <laughs> Quinn series does well is it actually sort of confronts that. Like it's the whole question of whether Harley wants to be first, it's whether she wants to be Joker's side piece, that it's whether she wants to be a villain anymore. Because there's actually acknowledgement that villains do terrible things. Well, at the same time, all the villains are the focus of the show and cracking jokes all yeah. the time. It's, it's interesting because yeah, like I don't know. she is canonically in that show a terrible person, but it's like yeah. maybe not that terrible, you know? <laughs> right. That, that comes up a lot. Where she's like, I, maybe I'm not that, like I'm not, I'm a villain, but I'm not yeah. a bad person. Well, it's, it's also, it's, I think she literally said that. And it's also in like, in that show, heroes are terrible people also because they mm-hmm. solve problems through violence, <laughs> yeah, which is a terrible thing to do. And she's like, I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then there's always That's the... a great way to come at it. Well, yeah. it's basically... I can solve problems through violence. That's basically what it is. She, she causes violence. She just points it at the right person. And all of a sudden you go from villain to hero. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's always that question like um, in Dark Knight Returns, um, since I just watched the film of that, which isn't as good as the comic, but it was a faithful adaptation. It was like, there's always this question of like, is, is what Batman's doing good? Like, is it necessary or does, you know, there was that whole thing where like Batman creates, a lot of it was like, you know, a lot of talking heads are like leveling the same criticisms that the readers do. Like, Mm -hmm. does Batman create his own villains by being (laughs) Batman? Yeah. And it's a fair question. 
I think one of the things I like about the Harley Quinn show is that it shows Batman as a weird psycho person. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. He's just this weird, self-obsessed, rich kid. He tries to resurrect his dead parents and creates a zombie plague. <laughs> Which I did think was fair. hilarious. Yeah. yeah. It takes him too long to be concerned about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of speaking of Batman. Yeah, yeah, different characterizations of Batman. So Yeah, we have two fanfics for today. One of them from 2011 called Only One Can Wear the Crown. Mm-hmm. And one of them from, I believe, 2006. Is a plural of Batman, Batmans, Batmans, or Batsman, like Attorney's General. <laughs> Batsman. <laughs> Ombudsman. <laughs> uh well what was i saying the title of the <laughs> second fanfic is hope is the thing with leather uh it's from 2006 and both of them are about a thousand words long they're very mm-hmm. short um which is why we can do two of them yeah no abato this first one's from 2011 2011 i know it's isn't, barely retro yeah isn't that pushing <laughs> it didn't we say 2006 was our cutoff in 2018 well you see this episode is actually going to be retro fanfic retrospective beyond and we're oh. going to be pushing the timeline forward somewhat. Damn. <laughs> that totally makes sense. It's now 2040. And we're going to be flashing back to 2006, you see, occasionally. Yeah, the, this this fanfic was totally shway, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. In, 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 this, in that later fanfic when he said shway, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Shway. Shway. They had weird slang. Yeah, weird f- future slang. Speaking of, since I was just talking about Dark Knight Returns, though, I think Batman Beyond is heavily based on that because they also have, don't they also have weird slang in Dark Knight? Yeah, they do. They say spud. Mm. <laughs> spud is a good word. Let's bring that in. I mean, we're going full on dark apocalyptic future anyway. Let's draw in slang from Batman uh, from Dark Knight Returns. Well, I just want the random passerby thug to be more like punk themed. That'd be oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Just in my day to day life. <laughs> be more visually interesting. Uh, anyway, <laughs> do you two have a strong preference about which of these two fan fictions we talk about? I mean, we can start with the first one. Since... Mm, I, I think I, I listed them in the order of, um, of only one can wear the crown first, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, where did you come across these fanfics, Mata? I think I just found some wrecks off of like the, um, fan lore article on Batman Beyond. Cool. And... But it's been around long enough that some of them were not brand new, you know? Um, and I'm pretty sure that's all I did. It's possible I found some other reckless. I'm not organized enough these days to actually be able to tell you that, I'm afraid. That's okay. I think I'm just supposed to ask. Yeah, you're supposed to ask <laughs> so you can see that I'm unorganized. <laughs> but only one can wear the crown. It's by Anime Goyle, which I kind of really like that handle. <laughs> It's like, is it supposed to be girl said as sort of like an old timey gangster? And it's like Goyle. Yeah, I think that's I think what so. it is. That's great. Anime Goyle. Yeah. Goyle. I love it. How does an old timey gangster say anime, though? That's the problem. Um, New York A's. Anime. 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 Anime Goyle. I shouldn't try this. Every so often, I do say Boyger King, just for fun. Yeah, Boyger. It is, as noted, from uh, posted on fanfiction.net, and it's about a thousand words long, and it was published June 17th, 2011. I appreciate the very short author's note at the beginning, to my new fandom, raises glass. Enjoy. <laughs> and, you know, it's just like that true fanfic writer attitude, mm-hmm. where it's like, hey, I'm into this thing, now I'm writing some stuff about it. 
Right. Like even just a thousand words, like just, yeah. I feel like there's these fanfic writers where once you're in that mode, it's just like you watch a piece of media and then that ideas is, get to you and then they come out of you. It's new yeah. to you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird thinking about fandoms as like these, um, like bodies of things that are outside linear time, right. you know, because <laughs> like it's all, if it's all preserved in a online and stuff, you, people can dip in and dip out kind of irrespective of when they actually occurred. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. yeah. And sometimes people, I've seen people complain. It's like, you know, the feeling when you get into a thing and you find out the fandom has been dead for 10 years. Yeah. And like, <laughs> right. There's just no one talking about it anymore or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is actually odd that this writer wrote this in 2011. I just think about it, yeah. Well, Batman Beyond ended in 2001 or 2, 2002, I think. Well, here's the thing. No, 2001. Cause... Here's one thing. Ah, never mind, doesn't matter. I haven't looked up the time frame, but Batman Beyond has continued in comics form on mm. and off. Mm -hmm. Like, There's, th that's this, true. That's this author, true. in fact, mentions, like, uh, mentions Dick and Jason and Tim and Damien. And Damien's a comic book robin he was never in the dcau oh but the batman beyond in the comics is batman beyond as the future of comics batman and so it becomes a different continuity that's a bit of a blend of like the comics material as well is my um, understanding i also understand that there are multiple batman beyond comics continuities yeah, I, you know you're probably no right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean good for that i think that's a sign of a you know franchise taking off is convoluted multiple yeah. continuities <laughs> batman's beyonds <laughs> yeah because yeah, i tried to look something up i tried to figure out if um like which characters because like for instance you just mentioned all the robins amato only think jason's even a, a dcau robin is he it's just uh dick and tim isn't it yeah yes at there, least dick. there's i don't think there's ever a mention of jason and batman beyond I don't think so um yeah dick is mentioned but doesn't show up, and Tim shows up in the movie. That, right. There you go. Yeah. Well, so, well, yeah. Well, well, sure, but also it being DCAU, like but, anything in previous yeah. Batman. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. my point was yeah. that I'm wondering if they do more in the comics because there's a reference to a lot of other people in. Oh no! Wait, that's in the next fanfic we're going to okay. talk about. <laughs> well, let's let's, let's talk, talk about, about this, this fanfic. Mm -hmm. So the plot of this fanfic, and you know, it's a thousand words long. It's a short. Is that Bruce is watching Terry practice, like you know, do his I don't know danger room, whatever like <laughs> stuff that you do. I, I understand my franchises. I, I know the deals. And he, he's thinking mostly. He's watching Terry move, and he's like, "Wow." Terry's really good for someone who has not been doing acrobatics since a very young age, like my other Robins. Mm -hmm. Very impressive. Not as good as Dick. And that's like kind of what he's he's circling around in these sort of little loops, thinking that kind of thing. It's like Dick was amazing in the way that he moved, like that he moved in ways that Bruce could not, you know, as like a child acrobat from a very young age, becoming a Robin. And and I feel like that's a that's very cool because like I feel like in the comics, like the character of of Dick Grayson, Nightwing, all this kinds of thing, he's always really defined by the way that he moves so smoothly and acrobatically in kind of an action sense, I think. That is what sort of makes him stand out versus just being another bat person. Yeah. And um, it's interesting that sort of comparison, too, of the protege, because it's like, yeah, he's not a Robin, he's Batman. And I think that's really interesting because... Well, the first line is Bruce has been able to squash down the odd lump in his throat he used to get watching Terry work. Yeah. 
right? <laughs> so you're like, he's really got to accept that, you know, he's Batman. And that's always been hard for old Batman. And I like where that goes <laughs> as, you know, our Batman characterization. It, it continues. It was at first sheer nostalgia for better times, for flashes of green and yellow and the stretch of the cowl over his own face as the wind whistled past them. But just like he'd done with Jason's death and all his other perceived failures and sources of emotion, he soon managed to shove the writhing mass of sentiments to the back of his mind and focus on the here and now. And I'm like, yep, that's Batman. That's Batman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, maybe instead of working through my emotions, I could go punch more things. I mean, you can afford yeah. a therapist, do you? <laughs> afford uh, fiscally, not emotionally, mentally whatever yeah. <laughs> he can't do right. it he can't bring himself to even go to a therapist well, then but, he wouldn't be batman anymore he probably doesn't have the time he keeps himself too busy i think oh which is another coping mechanism which something else he needs to talk to his therapist about <laughs> <laughs> well here's the thing does the dcau have a superhero therapist because i think we yeah. mentioned recently marvel has doc samson i don't know if dcau has anyone so in terms of Batman, you're asking a complicated question because <laughs> Batman's, you know, the take of quote unquote insanity in the in Batman mm-hmm. is a little bit different than real Look, mental health. Therapy is right? not just for people who are, you know, mentally ill. Well, there, there, there's yeah, there's there's, Har- there's Harleen Quinn, you know. Oh yeah, there you're right. Mm. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, she's Batman's therapist. She, she, That's a great idea. That'll therapist, help. Yeah. That'll help yeah. everything. Also, there's that um, bald guy who's the Batman of. He was a bad person of the second video, Arkham video game. Mm-hmm. What's his name? I'm going to log, log off in the distance recall, while you keep talking. But it just sort of feels like Batman has a bad track record with therapists. Yeah. Well, anyway. No wonder he doesn't want to go back to therapy. <laughs> anyway. Watching Terry exercise, other than just his kind of compare and contrast with Dick, which is what he's kind of like trying to make this about. He's trying to be like, I am thinking about the ways in which he moves differently from Dick. But what it's kind of what he's kind of trying to avoid is thinking about Dick because they've had they've had a falling out for many years. They do not mm-hmm. talk. There's um there's a line towards the end of this sequence of watching where he says, uh, it's too easy to see dark hair, blue eyes, moves that defy gravity, and feel a vertigo of nostalgia, the pain of missing someone who could be just a phone call away, someone who was at once everything Bruce could not be and the only thing Bruce can be rightfully proud of. And so, yeah, yeah, it's it's this this theme of Bruce being emotionally separated from his family because I guess mostly he's just all in on Batmaning, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and Batman's don't have feelings. That, that's the title <laughs> of a fanfic. Batman's don't have feelings. <laughs> you can have that one for free, internet. <laughs> I like that. that. That'd still be a Terry McGinnis fanfic, though. I sure, think. could be. Yeah, it'd be interesting. There's yeah. many Batmans. But so then it'd, take your pick. it'd be the same resolution as it happened in the, the Return of the Joker movie, I think. <laughs> Where he's like, I'm well, I'm I'm not Bruce. I'm my own kind of kind of bats yeah. batsman. Oh right. Because he was like <laughs> Joker was like so bad that he wasn't like talking to when like that he was talking too much. <laughs> that, that I, he, I he love was that part. doing his whole Peter Parker routine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like that's not how that works. You're supposed to be dark and brooding. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I'm a different Batman. Yeah, something about this fic is like, I was like, is this supposed to be romantic? Like, the I... way that, I don't think it has to be, the way that Bruce talks about, like, remembering Dick's body feels a little bit... A bit weird. Sexual, yeah. I guess. I mean, I'm not... Uh, sensual. Sensual mm-hmm. is a better word. Mm. Well, yeah. 
You could read it that way, but I don't think necessarily that's what the author was going for. Mm -hmm. I think it's more like the way that Bruce related to his family, to his found family, not his dead family, right, is through physical prowess ways, right? This physicality is so core to being the Bat family that, like, this is something that has, like, so much sense memory and so much emotion, like, tied up in it for True. him. True. And I think that's what the author is going for. But, yeah, it is a whole lot of him thinking about, like, the prime of his life, you know, yeah. athletic yeah. feats of his young ward. But, yeah, like you mentioned before, Terry is acrobatic like the Robins. Like, I mean, not that Batman isn't acrobatic. Or not quite like them, but, but right. like. Yeah, similar obvious, way, right? but like basically the only difference Bruce identifies or old Batman identifies when he's talking about young Batman is that there's tension in the calves. Uh, oh, because Terry's specifically doing a move that he saw. We, mm-hmm. It gets revealed towards the end that he saw right. from one of videos of Dick. Also, for a moment, Tori, I was flashing back to our Smurfs discussion where we were like, <laughs> old, young Smurf. No, <laughs> y- young Smurf old. is future Papa Smurf. <laughs> young, old Smurf. The, the, the older Smurf who's later <laughs> Grandpa Smurf. Who's now just Smurf, but... Uh... Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> old Batman, young Batman. A- anyway, <laughs> this fanfic is so Batman. Okay, so, th- so then Terry Batmans. And <laughs> yes. The way, the way that he Batmans... He's like showing off for Bruce because like he's he's now fully aware that Bruce is just like staring at him do like very impressive athletic stuff. He shows off for Bruce, which elicits like, you know, one last reverie before Bruce snaps out of it. And Bruce asks, where did you learn that? And Terry says, oh, I was watching some of the old files because the commissioner told me to like check out a certain someone's moves. And he had some pretty shway moves. Recognize them? And he's breezy and he's showing off. Mm -hmm. And obviously... This being Batman, old Batman, <laughs> instead of saying, like, it's it's hard for me to see that because I have feelings. He's like, never do that again. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh. Oh, Batman. Oh, Batmans. <laughs> and, you know, th- th- this this hurts Terry. This is a, a hurtful thing to say. And at first he's hurt. And then he's like, but he, he reaches there because he knows, you know, he knows this old man well enough. He's like. It's because they're his moves, isn't it? <laughs> and old Batman, Bruce does not bother responding because in his head, Dick is smiling at Bruce, only Bruce, and settling back in his throne. Right, because the metaphor is that Dick is the king of this right. movement. It's like, what, it's movement like part of way. what upset Bruce was seeing this move done almost but not quite as good as Dick would have done it. And so he's like, no, you can't do that. You can't do that as good as Dick, so stop doing it. <laughs> oh yeah, th- there's the line. Bruce stands and turns as quickly as his body allows him to because he can't stand to see the hurt on Terry's face. But the dick that was once Robin and is now buried metaphorically in Bruce's head is rolling around in his grave at the mere thought of anyone pretending they can ever attain the perfection of his movements. And I mean, that's that's the whole fanfic. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's short. It's good writing. Mm-hmm. It's good characterization. Yeah. yeah. I think, like, even the little we see of Terry, of like, it notes that he's a smilier Batman than most Batmans. Yeah. Like, he's having more fun with this than, like, <laughs> he, Bruce ever did. He actually enjoys what he's doing. <laughs> right. And so the idea that then he's like, oh, yeah, I, I, like, I'm practicing some more things for fun. Like, not not even necessarily because, like, this will help me fight crime better, but because, like, this is something I'm good at and, like, I want to try the other cool thing that I saw someone else do. And, yeah, obviously, as I mentioned, the way that Bruce... um 
has has lots of feelings that he does not want to talk about. Mm-hmm. It's also, just also very on point. Yeah. There's also something about seeing it and writing. Like, uh, you know, Bruce turns quickly, as quickly as his body allows him to, because he uh, can't yeah, stand to see the look of hurt on Terry's face. It's like something about seeing that in writing, or especially like this poignant writing that this this author has, is like how it really drives it home, like how many feelings Batman does actually have that he's holding inside. Because I think in the show or in the comics, just like, well, actually more in the TV shows, in the comics, you can get some narration of what's in his head. But like, it's just turn, move. You know that he's, you know the reasons. You just don't think about it as yeah, much. Yeah, I, I think it's good um, writing about the, like the blocking of the show and like the unspoken emotions from the from the the acting in the cartoon yeah mm-hmm. yeah the blocking of the show like you said Adela and and Tori I think that phrasing he turned as quickly as his body would allow is like so it's such a good phrase and it also calls back to so much of the the physicality of old man Batman in the show mm-hmm. um and the sorts of yeah the sorts of moves that he makes it was cool I liked it I like fan fiction <laughs> no, really, Motto? <laughs> I mean, mostly. Yeah. <laughs> but rather than stopping and doing like a closeout on that story specifically, how do we talk about the other story? And then we can kind of, you know, close them out together at the end. Okay. So the other story is called Hope is the Thing with Leather. And I did not remember who Max was because I'd seen so little Batman, <laughs> you know, Batman Beyond. I was about to say Batman Begins. And I was like, no, Batman Returns? No, Batman mm-hmm. Beyond. I've seen so little Batman Beyond that I was like, oh, it's a Terry Max standard. This must be some sort of, you know, gay uh, mm, yeah. gay <laughs> story. And it's not. It's, well, not, it's gay. not. Because I mean, it doesn't help that the title has leather in it. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. <laughs> I was primed in certain ways. <laughs> yeah, also like leather? What? I don't know. It must be yeah. metaphorical. Do, do they, yeah. Well, I think that's supposed to refer to the costumes, but they don't wear leather. They don't wear no. leather. No. Batman's suit is very specifically like this robot, like robotic mm-hmm. enhancing. Like it gets right. ripped open. You see all the circuitry underneath. So, but I mean, look, leather would squeak when you were like walking. Oh, yeah. Bathroom. Also that. <laughs> well, no, I think leather, if I, I'll have to look this up. I feel like there's this kind of like a, uh, a different way to use the word leather. Mm. I don't know. Um, more of a, I wouldn't say slang, but metaphorical way. I don't right. know. But um, what I will say is that this is clearly not a Terry ship with any other male character because there's literally no other good male characters in the show, right? Um, <laughs> I mean, other than old Batman, which which let's not do that. Let's yeah. not yeah, do no. that. Yeah, uh, the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> not really in the show, though. I mean. In the Joke, movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, also no. Uh, yeah, because all the rest are just villains that pop it. Yep. Or, or like assholes. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, there's some nice guys that occasionally show up, but they're not like prominent characters. Yeah, like, yeah. Anyway, that talks is like a goon at least. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, okay. So, so anyone else I assume knows who Max is. Max is Terry's best friend but not romantic interest in the show right Mm -hmm. because he he does have a girlfriend who's like i don't know if she's on and off in the show she's on and off in the show yeah it's the the, when (laughs) when the episode needs terry to be interested in a different girl they're off again (laughs) yep (laughs) and but by the end of the episode 
it doesn't work out and then they're back on again. Though, to be fair, there's one point where he literally cheats on her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. But they yeah. pushed that as far as they could and a little bit further. <laughs> yep. yep. But Dana doesn't know. Dana's Terry's on and off girlfriend. She doesn't know his secret. So that's why it's such a stressful thing. She's always right. like. My <sighs> recollection is she's a Spider-Man girlfriend. Like yeah. her role is to create complications when mm-hmm. Terry has to blow her off for punching someone. Yep. You got it. Right. <laughs> and that's why this story is not about her. It's about Max, who does know Terry's secret. In the show, right? Yeah. And yeah. And they're close and they're supportive of each other. And it makes way more sense that they would be together yeah. than Terry and Dana. Even though Dana's a nice person. It's just like he didn't even trust her to well, Max finds out on her own. Yeah, but whatever. The, 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 they like hang out and stuff. Like I remember one part of an episode where uh Terry's doing Batmaning while he's doing it, he's on a voice chat with Max where they're studying for a test. <laughs> and yeah. I and I remember that because they're talking about presidents of the US and they and he's listening to them in chronological order. And he gets to like Clinton. He's like, oh, I'll always forget what's after this. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great joke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, because they're, uh, Bush hadn't been elected yet. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's fun to cover that up with just being a shitty high schooler, not knowing your history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the progression of this fanfic, it's jumping around in time. The author describes it as a dravel, and a dravel is, you know, some a, a term we haven't run into too often, but it's a type of fanfic where the implication is the author is pounding it out real fast to get some ideas down and not necessarily, and it's, it's going to be short, and it's not necessarily fully developing the themes or plots, but more like just kind of, um, yeah, 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 getting them down and out. I, I haven't heard that term before. Drabble? A drabble, yes. What's the, what's the etymology of that? Uh, it comes from the Latin Drabulius. <laughs> um, Reminds me of Drables at Adventure Time. Grables. Grables. Yeah. That's right. Grables. Because it's like a like a draft or it, a babble. It predates the, the whatever they're called, fra- frabble, Fraggle Rock, the thing in Adventure Time. Yeah. Yeah, of course. But like, uh, I was thinking it could be vice but versa. I really appreciate that it's a that concept is a named thing because I that makes a lot of sense. Just like I don't have a story, I just need to get this thing yeah. out. <laughs> well, it sort of sounds like ramble. Um, sort of sounds Urban Dictionary, which is authoritative, obviously, <laughs> um... says that it's a short piece of writing, usually no more than a thousand words. Apparently, there's been debate about it. Apparently, it was supposed to be like a hundred for some definitions for a while, and like a double drabble would be two hundred. Um, drabbles are more off, often not bearing any real direction or plot. Drabbles are more often used to make a point about the characters or events involved or to provide an introspection or a specific point of view. I can respect that, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't all have to be novels and, you know, fully fleshed out plot threads. Well, like when you're not worrying about physical publishing, you know, you don't have to worry about the, the length of something, whether yeah. it's too short yeah. or too long. In fan- something comes up in fanfiction. And lot. despite this being <laughs> on fanfiction.net, my understanding as a, you know, amateur fanfiction scholar is that this is more part of the live journal community um, of fan fiction writing. Oh, I see. Like the live journal era. That's where Drabbles would have come from. Yeah. So, sort of like a... <laughs> well, more like, more like a social media thing where like you got people following you or whatever, and you're like, hey, you throw this thing out there, and then other people in the community see it, and maybe they react to it. Maybe they write a Drabble, or maybe they, you know, I don't know. Oh, yeah. 
Okay, so that's the word. That, that still happens on Twitter sometimes where people's like, hey, what if this character, th- this idea is like, oh, and they do this and they just write like a little paragraph explaining the idea or, yeah. or of the characters acting it out. I believe such things were known to happen on LiveJournal, yes. Yeah, so yeah. I, I think it's still extant. And it makes a lot of sense because fan fiction is so kind of collaborative mm-hmm. in, in ways. Like you think about this, like, oh, if I was going to write out like a, character sketch or something i wouldn't put it online <laughs> but if you want someone's feedback mm-hmm. like you can get on fanfiction.net yeah. to develop your story then totally yeah. go for yeah, it it's, it's fun watching exchanges where it's like oh what if this character is this and the character and somebody else is like i love that can i draw that and yeah. the response is yes please draw that absolutely <laughs> and so Thank you. Yeah, yeah so it can be yeah. like uh, here's my take on this relationship and other people would be like no way or like be like oh yeah that's totally how i see it mm-hmm. anyway this story The summary and the first line of this story are, they've been dancing around this unnamed space for years. So part of the, uh, what's the word? Part of the conceit of this fanfic is that there's potential possible romantic tension between Terry and Max that they have not explored um, in their relationship, Mm. mostly through the series. I have issue with that, I think, but yeah. (laughs) You're going to need to write your own Drabble. That's the only <laughs> form in which feedback will be accepted. <laughs> I think my Drabble would just be like, they are good friends and that's enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe it is because it, they're not saying it's not necessarily. In fact, they kind of hook up in here and it's not necessarily a, what they want or what's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't know if the fanfic's making the case this is where they should be going. It's just making the case that, like, in their mind, this could be something that is... Yeah. An option. And like, I understand. Yeah, at first I was looking at it from that same lens, Stella. But mm-hmm. if you take a look at who are the characters in Batman Beyond, right? You take a look at like who who is closest. Terry and Max are closest to each other. Yeah. And I was sort of thinking it when I started thinking of it more from like Terry's perspective of like, man, Terry deserves to have someone in his life that he cares about, even though this is more from Max's. Well, Exclusively from Max's perspective. I was like, I accept it. Like, I don't prefer it, but I accept it. Also, I, I can't believe you went to Urban Dictionary when Drabble has a Wiktionary as, as a, you know, Wikipedia page. Oh, I didn't actually see that. <laughs> <laughs> Need a better search engine. <laughs> All right. So there's short scenes. And I'm going to say there's a basic progression where um, Max is supporting Terry in his second life and she kind of gets more into participating in that life at the expense of a normal life uh she at some point hooks up with Terry when he's between other you know romantic interests and Max also I'm summarizing the whole thing here because like each of these things that I say is like a whole section that's like two paragraphs long Mm -hmm. and she also almost becomes the new Batgirl, or maybe does very, very briefly. Well, it sounds like she is Batgirl yeah. at the beginning of the travel. Oh, she is she at Batgirl at the beginning. So, so this is a question. Does this are the these are vignettes that are broken up by lines? Do right. they take place over a period of time, or it are they all happening way. like is this over a period of years? It appears that way to me. Yeah, but like definitely, Max becomes Batgirl. That is totally. Oh, you're right. No, she's the new Batgirl. Stated. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of other stuff where I was like, is this from the comics? Yeah. Or it was stayed so confidently that, that I was like, yeah. did I miss this in as the if, show? Yeah, because <laughs> like as, right. I was like, Dick Grayson was the DA in Bloodhaven. Okay. No, this 
just must it's that either might... from the comics or an invention of this fic. Right. Um because well, it does seem to have a nod to the uh, Batman Beyond Comics continuity or like or I think Max does move out and her job is replaced by uh Terry's brother. Oh. And she mentions at the end of this one, like telling uh Terry's brother, like where where the tech stuff is and how to do this mm-hmm. in order to pass the torch. So yeah, this would, but this, excuse me, this means that this has to be a lot later because Terry's brother in the show is like eight. Well, yeah. So. Well, look, how old is a Robin? Good point. <laughs> Does Batman ask? <laughs> <laughs> Batman, don't ask, don't tell on age. <laughs> uh, in in terms of in terms of Batman, in terms yeah. of Batmaning. Yes. Anyway, uh, there is a. There is a a conversation that's a turning point that Max also has with Commissioner Gordon, meaning Barbara Gordon, where basically she's she has to decide how how devoted to Batmanery is she, <laughs> and like does she want to commit fully to this life or does she want to split off and do something else? And by the end of the fanfic, she has decided she's not all in on Batmanery, and in fact, she's going to go do. Something else. That's the right mm-hmm. choice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, Barbara Gordon thinks so. Yeah, as, as like yeah. a Batman franchise fan, that's the right choice. <laughs> <laughs> there's also when she goes to talk to Commissioner Gordon, there's a funny line where Max says in her head, like, thank God Gordon hasn't talked hasn't started talking about her sex life with the old man because <laughs> Max can't deal with thoughts of naked Bruce. Nor can <laughs> and the I fans. was like, Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's fair. No one wants to think about Barbara Bruce. But no, it's a thing. It's a thing, but like, and how many continuities is it a thing? It was definitely a thing in a uh, Dark Knight Returns. I mean, DCAU. I feel like, yeah, interesting. And now let's never speak of it again. Backing up <laughs> in that progression of like how, like Max getting drawn into the batting lifestyle. I like the second section where, um, let's see. She notes that Dana used to invite Max over um, so she could, like, bitch about Terry when they're on an off-again part or whatever. Mm -hmm. She doesn't do that anymore. Not since she noticed Max was covering for him, was lying to her, too. Max thinks this is how it starts. First, you lie to your friends. Then you don't have any other friends except a few people crazy enough to dress up like you. After that, there's nothing but bats. And I was like, yep, that that sounds like the progression, all right. Yeah, and I think Mm -hmm. that is supported by the show. You know, first, like, Terry's giving excuses to to both of them, but then once Max learns the secret, she does start to like, cover for him, and that would put a huge strain on any sort of friendships for somebody who wasn't in on what what, what was going on, mm-hmm. and just kind of drive a huge wedge. And I think it's it's good to get out if you don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds like she does immediately. Like mm-hmm. time implicitly passes. There's a period where Mac, where I'm not Max. There's a period where Terry is dating Aqua Girl, and she's like patrolling with them in you know. Um, in what do you call it? Uh, the the town Gotham, you know <laughs> Gotham as well. I was wondering what you're going for. <laughs> <laughs> and then it appears that stopped because, like, when when Max and Terry hook up, she's noting that she's a substitute for Dana, for Melanie, for Marina, which is Aqua Girl. Um, even though yeah. Terry always remembers to call her by name. <laughs> is Aqua Girl's name Marina? Yeah, that's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> also, who's Melanie? I don't know. I, oh no, that's uh, ten. That's ten from the the card gang. Oh yeah, yeah. The Royal Flush Gang. Feels okay. cool from the show. Yeah, but they never like dated. In fact, they didn't end on very good terms. But that, that was an episode where they 
where Terry was off with his girlfriend for that tension to be there and then back on at the end. But yeah, I, I think it, it, it's yeah. fair to say that probably happened at some point. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Yeah, it's just this. Uh, I just think she's only in two episodes. In the second episode, she shows up in it. He's basically like, well, I think that's the one where he cheats on his girlfriend because he does kiss her. But then he's sort of like, uh, never mind. I don't really want to have anything to do with you. <laughs> Now, again, the, the basic arc of it is easy enough to describe. More, I don't know if I did it well, but I did. But mm-hmm. there's all these great little touches in these little things. There's a scene where, like, basically she's saying, um, she, like, her, her studies are suffering because of batting and her relationship with Terry. Something's going to give. In the middle of that section, she's saying, oh, it's too many late nights. Too many bad meals cooked by a man who'd been waited on hand and foot until he was almost 50. <laughs> yep. And I was like, I... <laughs> Never thought about that, but yes. Yeah. 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 Old Batman can't cook. No way can he cook. <laughs> no. Not practically. Like, you do like, you know, like army rations, probably. Right. <laughs> oh my God. That does remind me, though, that there are so many scenes in Batman Beyond of Bruce just sitting in the dark at the end of a large dinner table, or like the side of a large dinner table, like literally in the dark eating dinner. Yeah. By himself. Yeah, he's really a sad old rich man in that one. <laughs> oh, but no, he, it's, it happens multiple times, but it almost sort of like flies by because you're like, yep, that's, that's just what Batman does. Yeah, it doesn't turn on the other lights. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, the lights are off. I think that just kills me. But I didn't think about the fact that, yeah, he would have to be making his own food. I mean, he's not going to trust anyone else to come around his house. Hey, we we could have pushed this episode back and you could have found a um, old Batman Scrooge <laughs> Christmas Carol crossover. We, we could have done that one. <laughs> okay, but but the thing is, it can't be about money. What would it be about metaphorically rather than hoarding Bat-manning. money? Batmanning. Batmanning? Which is actually sort of what Batman Beyond is. <laughs> yeah. Well, like Batmaning is would be old Bruce's vice as money is his Scrooge's yeah, vice. No, I, there's a fanfic there. It's got to exist, right? Yeah. It's called Batman Beyond. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of it, Scrooge gets better. <laughs> oh. Well, okay. It does get better in Batman Beyond, just not like the 180 degree character shift that yeah. Scrooge undergoes. He doesn't Scrooge give up Batmaning for companionship of other people and family (laughs) all right yeah he does start to show more affection towards terry but that's (laughs) really all he ever does with the robins he has so yeah old batman opens up the window boy what time of the night is it (laughs) why it's day sir what (laughs) (laughs) wonderful (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I want to see that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Anyways, you were talking about Scrooge. Uh, Batman. Batman, yeah, <laughs> right. Um, the end of the fanfic, yeah, she she goes to interview with, like, for a position, some legal-related position with um, with Dick, who is over in Bloodhaven, just over there, very, very close. I think he would show up at some point in the series, but no, never mind. Anyway, um, and and, like... He they he interviewed he interviews her and like offers her a position based on merit and she's like I will choose to believe that this is based on merit and not on you know bad connections <laughs> and she gets ready to go don't and I like the last scene don't go Terry says and there's a, a part in between there the old man hasn't tried to stop her deep in his soul Terry doesn't want to stop her either she knows him and I obviously that's her perspective but I like this idea that even if terry doesn't 
want her to stay forever batting with him, that what he would say is don't go. Because if if we accept this version of events, I can very much see that. That like he he would be conflicted, right? He might be torn. He he would not be like, yeah, this seems like a good like it seems better for you to step out of it when he's clearly committed his life to it. I don't know. Yeah. It's like there's this interesting currents going on in that, and I liked it. Yeah. Right. It was like Terry knows that it's better to be out, but he's in it himself so much that he has to right. like go through the motions of it. Right. Yeah. And he's definitely in it because this is the actually the part that you skipped, Amato, says Matt's double majoring in business and engineering. So that means Matt's a college student. So Terry's been Batman for, I want to say, at least 10 years. Oh, Matt is the brother. I didn't the, catch The that. little brother, yeah. I had right. forgotten how old Matt was. Okay, actually, <laughs> this is a question. He's really small in the show. Like, he's, like, waist height to Terry, maybe less. But mm-hmm. his voice is a, a adult voice. I, the way he talks, it seems more like how a 10, 11, 12-year-old would talk. Like, just the vocals, uh, vocalizations and the way, his patterns of speech. He's definitely not five, is what I'm saying, even though he's <laughs> as short as a five-year-old. Well, that brings us to the end of this fan fiction, and I think we're going to close it out in, you know, relatively short order. We've gotten in some good rambling about Batman Beyond and DC Animated Universe, as well as these two very short fanfics, right? Honestly, more than I thought I would, but apparently <laughs> I could talk about Batman for a while. <laughs> oh, I was confident that you two could talk about, you know, Batman Beyond as long as necessary. Oh my god, I could talk about Batman Beyond so much more, but you're right, Amato, we yeah. should close this out. Oh, we got the music of Batman Beyond? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna stop you. <laughs> um, You know, for, for these two fanfics, they're short. We yeah. may or may not have more things to say about them. So what is something that you think could have been improved about one or the other of the fanfics? You got choices. I, I would like the first one to be more obviously less pervy. Mm. <laughs> I don't think it was necessarily, but the thought whether it is or not was distracting. Yeah, I I understand. That's very much where I was too. I was like, <laughs> this is not what the author's doing, but it's a whole yeah. lot of well, it's just a lot of the same language. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. Although I, I think it, it can also just be like, that's just flowery speech, you know, and that's just, we don't see that sort of expert exploration or like a celebration of people's bodies except outside of a erotic context. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's more like, if you think about like um, classical nudes, for example, that are just like a figure of a body for the sake of talking about the body and doesn't have to be sexual, but... It was yeah. it was still a thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a really interesting point, actually, Stella. Like maybe the only reason we think about it that way is because of our our social taboos. Yeah. Because how there, else were they gonna describe it? Yeah, right. There wasn't anything in there that was sexual, but it still still made us wonder that. <laughs> or use the word sense sensual. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, no, our culture doesn't really accept things being super, super sensual without being sexual. Yeah. That's not a division. That's not like a right. direction that anything is often gone on. Yeah. So maybe that's a complaint about us as a society. <laughs> okay. So Tori, what do you not like about us as a society or do you think that we could improve on as a society? What, you know. Well. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll stick to the fanfic for now, but um, I don't know. I, I guess it's so hard because these are actually both so well-written and they're so short. You know, they they right. stuck to their guns with this. I will say, yeah, the Terry Max thing, I think, 
like Della said, is it's just not my least favorite pairing. Like, yeah. You convinced me of it, but when there was one scene where they're sort of like making out and he's like kissing her neck and I was just like, eh. I didn't <laughs> want to visualize it. But yeah. that's a weird thing to complain about just because, I don't know, I guess it's my personal preference. Because when I thought about it, I was like, it's not like they'd be a bad couple. I just, I, I don't know. I think it's fair <laughs> to say you don't like the ship. Yeah, I, well, yeah. I don't like the ship. That's, I don't think the author I don't, I don't, was that into the ship. The author, <laughs> yeah. the authors, I feel like making the case that like, look, they might fall into this, but that's not really like, what. That's not really where they should be going. I, I think the author likes the ship. Otherwise, why would you think about it that much? But you it's know? a ship where, in the middle of it, Max is like, I'm like a fourth place partner for Terry, and we're together <laughs> right now because he doesn't have anyone else. Yeah, but I, I think you, you like like the ship, then you think it through and be like this wouldn't practically work but you still like that that is very true people liking yeah. ships that are terrible for the characters is a long honored fandom tradition yeah, people love toxic ships right that is very <laughs> true you're right and most of the like kind of it's in max's head and most of what she's thinking about is terry throughout this yeah so. well here's here's what i would say for the second fanfic to spread it out a little bit um it's a little disorienting it seems clear to me that time is supposed to be passing between things. There's a time where Marina Aqua Girl's around. There's a time where she isn't. You know, like, eventually, by the end, clearly a lot of time has passed since the beginning. But it's not clearly laid out. It's, it's disorienting, and you have to really think and do a close read to try to figure out the temporal relationships between things. And that wasn't unenjoyable for me to read, but I don't think it adds anything to what the author was actually doing. It, yeah. it doesn't contribute to the themes. It doesn't contribute to, like, the character work. It's just kind of like this other layer of, like, I have to do some mental work to process what is happening in the story. And I feel like that maybe got in the way a little bit of, like, the main points. Yeah. Then again, it's a drabble. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But I am still confused about the timeline. And they could have. They've been dancing around the Sunday space for blank number of years and then we would know <laughs> and it could very well be the author in, in this travel form the author didn't want to go through the, mm -hmm. the like work of working out this timeline yeah and so they just didn't yeah i i think you've admitted you you think a lot about continuity i do and stuff and that's not something that bothered me as much so that didn't that point didn't bother me about this last fanfic but i'd forgotten a lot of continuity facts <laughs> like i'd forgotten how old uh uh, Terry's brother was and stuff like that. <laughs> we don't actually know how. Yeah. So I, 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 as someone who was unconcerned with that, it didn't. Oh. Yeah. It, it didn't trigger anything. I care a <laughs> lot about timelines. So and about ages of characters. I'm like, I need to know exactly how old this character is right now. By the way, talking about the author of Hope is the Thing with Leather, I never mentioned it. The author's handle is Merlin Missy, which I want to say is also pretty on point. That's mm -hmm. a. I don't know. This is some cool internet handles. That's all. Yeah. All right, what is our favorite thing about one or the other of these fanfics? I appreciate a short bit of work that has a good impact. Yeah, and the, like, the, the language of the first one, uh, as much as I talked about it being confusing, was, was beautiful, and, and I liked it. Yeah. I think for both of these things, um, unrelated to the main point, they both fit in great, just great little tiny character points kind, yeah. of, kind of character moments like the cooking thing with bruce <laughs> like um those details were great yeah. right and i i definitely enjoyed those things a lot yeah i mean <laughs> there's just so much 
elegant writing in both of these. And, you know, I was going to pull out a piece of writing, but I think it would be easier just to say you can read these really, really quickly Mm -hmm. and stick to the fact that I'm super impressed that anyone can do something this concise. Like, I (laughs) am always like... I don't know. I'm always I know I've probably said this before, but I can't help it. I just write and write and write. Even if it's not even going anywhere, I just I don't know. I'm really impressed that they stuck to their limits and like created that concise piece of work that had a beginning, middle and end. Exactly. And had yeah. a point and a theme. That it's it's short and it feels complete. It's complete. Yes. Yeah. Short and complete. Sure. That's and amazing. I mean, whenever I've tried to write fiction, my normal writing process is start at the beginning, and then lose momentum and focus and stop writing. Yeah, yeah. M- mine are usually about <laughs> the same length, but there's like half of the beginning instead of the beginning, middle, That's end. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So thank you, as always, fanfic authors for actually writing things and putting them on the <laughs> internet for people to read yes. that are complete and readable. Always need to praise that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're closing this up. Short fanfics, short episode. And let's see. I believe this was episode 144. This is Two Batman Beyond Fanfics, Hope is the Thing with Leather by Merlin Missy, and Only One Can Wear the Crown by Anime Goyle. Uh, you can find both of them on fanfiction.net, and we will provide links to them in the show notes. The intro song to this podcast is the weekly fare off of the album Popey's Incredible Adventure, better or worse than the Batman Beyond opening song. Mm, different. <laughs> Tough, yeah. Tough call. Less future teen dancers in our opening. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Which is a downside, I think. The outro song is Run Against the Universe from that same album. You can find that album and other works by Komiku at loyaltyfreakmusic.com. At least I think you can. I have not checked for years. It could be down for all I know. We need, we need to contact this person at some point. <laughs> uh, maybe someone else can check. Our <laughs> podcast is edited by Della Davis, who will get to listen to more Batmanery talk. Um, but it's the same Batmanery talk. Batsmen. Batsmen. Yeah. <laughs> Batsmans? <laughs> Never mind. You can find... Oh, I'm sorry. Our podcast is edited by Della Rose. I, I don't mind too much. I don't think it's worth editing. Ah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Our, their podcast is edited by Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Batman, 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 Batman. All right, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> You can find our website at retrofanficretrospective.podbean.com or bit.ly slash retrofanfic. And if you have questions, comments, or thoughts about the episode, contact us on Twitter at Retrofanfic, Facebook at Retrofanfic, or send us an email at retrofanficretrospective at gmail.com. You could also leave comments or reviews on Apple Podcasts or whatever. If you have a tragic fanfiction bad story and would like to... um would like to audition for the role of sidekick pending future <laughs> retro fanfiction podcaster, assuming that we don't have some sort of major falling out, you can contact us in those same ways. Yes. By the way, I tried to say backstory and I said bat story. <laughs> I don't know if anyone noticed until I pointed I, that out. I was going to let a slide. Story. <laughs> ah, I'm Amato. I'm Tori. I'm Batman. <laughs> We're just three Earth life forms trying to be nice to each other. Until next time, take care. <laughs> I just oh, wanted yeah. to do that. I don't think it makes sense. No, that was good. <laughs> oh, I loved it. I was going to say I'm Batman, but I was like, but I'm the second one, so it's not going to be as impactful. So yeah. I was kind of hoping you
All right. Too. I'm will, ready. Yeah? Sounds good? Wait, what voice do I want to do? For this? <laughs> <laughs> A Kevin Costner. <laughs> I'm Batman. No, now you're Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, I want to be Batman. Who plays Batman in Batman Beyond? Oh, it, it's it's the same. Kevin it's, Costner um, Beyond. No, <laughs> it's, uh, what's his name? Conroy? Oh, Kevin Conroy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Okay, some kind of Kevin. I know it's um the better Batman, older brother from Boy Meets World who plays <laughs> Terry. <laughs> Kevin Conroy's the best Batman. Fight me. Ah, uh, all right. Actually, don't. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't trained enough. No. For that battle. Okay. I don't, I don't do acrobatics so much. No. <laughs> Are we ready?